Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. Do we have him from, from, from a scouting trip right now? The David Ford David Show, the, Ford first, show one the first one of 2022. Ah, uh, there we go. Can you hear me now? It was so much better to hear you twice with that echo. <laughs> How about that, Scouty? I mean, that that, that this has got to be one of the fastest scouting other than going to Cal. Is there anything closer for you from a scouting standpoint? No, St. Mary's is as convenient as it gets, and Cal's here playing them today, so... Works out great. I, I can walk to Cal, which is the most convenient, but it's always nice to get through the tunnel for a couple hours and see the sun. Well, I, I have to think that for you, and I know you're, you, know, you love the scouting aspect of your job, to get out there and that we have full college baseball, we have full high school baseball, that you can see everybody, everybody is playing internationally. Just for you and your staff, how great is that to kind of, let's just face it, get truly back to normalcy? It is. Yeah. I mean, look, this last week with all four minor league teams playing and be able to watch their games online, follow the box scores, you know, being in, in a big league ballpark with a packed stadium. And, and yeah, like you said, now going out to college games and, uh, and acting like normal. It's been great. Yeah. How strange is that, that, you know, years ago you would just get these reports every night or when you'd wake up in the morning of what happened in a ball or double a now you can actually watch the games, David. Yeah, it is. I mean, when we when I started, we had a uh, a call in service. I don't even remember what the name of it was. It was like a voicemail system where each manager after the game every night in the minor leagues would have to call in, basically like read out the box score live and be like, "This guy went three for four with two hits." You know, this guy threw thirty nine pitches. You have to sit there on a voicemail and listen for ten minutes for each game to hear what happened. So, uh, yeah, safe to safe to say we've come a long way. No, that, that, that is great. You know, when we look at the start of the season, since this is the first show that we're having you on, that uh, we'll talk to you a lot throughout the year here in 2022, you know, there's always expectations. And I've always talked about whether they're doing this show or the post-game show, we'll judge the team based on the expectations. And obviously the expectations are going to be different this year. But from your guys' standpoint, from the general manager, from the big seat, how do you view this team, and what are your expectations for this season? It's, it's a good question. I think, you know, like you said, you, you judge every team differently and you go into the season looking, looking at teams different ways depending on the circumstances and the players. 
Uh, a lot of the focus this, this year has been on Mark and, and his first year managing. Uh, and a lot of our process is based around, you know, making sure he gets acclimated. He has the staff that he needs around him. Um, and, and so far, as far as that con- that's concerned, the spring has been great. I thought the first three games were outstanding from that standpoint. Um, and just to get him his first win, take that sort of pressure off of everybody who really wanted that for him. Um, that was big yesterday. And that's, uh, I think that, that made a huge difference in the weekend. You know, one of the mantras uh, of years past, and Mark is going to keep this thing rolling, is no matter what, playing hard for 27 outs. Now, the average fan would go, well, these guys are all getting paid a lot of money. Shouldn't they already play hard for 27 outs? Shouldn't that be a standard? But I think we all know we've watched teams mail it in over the years. Just talk about from your staff to the players and how it trickles down all the way through the minor leagues that there is this thing about, hey, no matter what, we're playing hard every day and for all 27 outs. It, it sounds cliche, but, but you're right. It is something that, that we've always emphasized. It's something that Mark is absolutely going to focus on. And, and look, it, it's a grind. It's 162 games uh, this year in 182 days because, because of the, the late start to the season. Um, it's not easy. And, and there are guys who will tell you it's hard to go uh, for 27 outs every night, every every day. So it's something that, that Mark did as a player. It's something he's passionate about, and and it's you know his emotions kind of carried him. And uh, you know he spent some time with the minor league managers uh, in their camp before we got started. And I know it's a, a message he's preached, and and guys see it. You see it on TV at the big league level. It, it makes a big difference down through the minor league. With the shortened spring training and just the wildness of the past couple of years, we have already started to see some injuries. How worried are you about that with your ball club? It, it's something everybody's aware of. I mean, yeah, you saw some injuries in spring training. Um, you know, cat, Cap's injury actually happened during during the time where um, where we weren't doing anything. So we found out about that when he got to camp. But, um, you know, we had a, a relatively successful camp sky bowl came up the other day with an oblique we're trying to you know trying to be careful in terms of playing guys every day or pushing pushing pitchers you obviously saw all three of the starters this weekend on a little bit of a a pitch count just trying to get extended so the 28 man roster definitely helps we we have the luxury of having some extra players and pitchers um, but it's certainly going on throughout the game everybody's trying to be aware of it early on now, it's going to change, and you'll head back to, to 26, but with having 28, how much do you like that flexibility as a general manager? And the, even though that we're saying it's for now, could this also be kind of testing grounds and might be saying, guys, as we're moving forward in this game, you know, we were at 25, maybe, and we're now at 26, maybe 28 is the right number. I don't know. It took a long time to get to 26. We, we talked about it for what felt like a decade before it actually happened. So we'll see. I mean, 28, it does feel like a lot under normal circumstances. You know, right now it makes a lot of sense um, because you need the extra arms potentially. Um, and I know there are some teams out there with 15 and maybe even 16 pitchers. Um, but I, it, it feels like a lot. So I think, I think we'll see. I think 26 is probably here to stay for a while. 
Let's play the game of known and unknown. All right, we'll start with the no. What do you know about your team? If I could say what's going to be something <laughs> that you can say, 2022, I know this about the Oakland A's. Oh, I'm already worried about the unknown. Um, <laughs> what the known is, I, th- I think we have guys that, that you know, are going to take advantage of their opportunity. I mean, I think we've seen guys work hard. For the three and a half weeks we were in Arizona, we see guys come out and play with some passion the last few days, and I think guys recognize the opportunity that's in front of them. And whether you know whether you're a guy coming back from injury and getting to play again, whether you're a guy just up to the big leagues the first time, I, mean, I think opportunity is sort of the uh, you know the key word on this club, and, and there are guys who, who get that. So I think they know they know what's in front of them. Now for the unknown, what's something that you're just going to, you know, you're going to cross your fingers every single night and you hope goes well? <laughs> well, look, early on, the, the the thing I cross my fingers about is that we have enough, you know, healthy bodies to get through this, these first few weeks. And, and so far, so good. Um, but I, I think ultimately what I just talked about with the known, I mean, the unknown is how, how certain players are going to really grasp that opportunity. And, and again, it's, you know, you've got you know a guy like a guy like Stephen Piscotti, who uh, you know has been so injured the last couple of years. Finally, feels healthy. How's he going to take advantage of regular playing time? Or or Stephen Voter, Jed Lowry, got an opportunity late. Um, compare that to you know a guy like Kevin Smith or Christian Pache, really getting regular time in the big leagues for the first time. And how are they going to take advantage? So the the unknown is exactly the opposite of what I, I just said. Like they know the opportunity. What we don't know is how ultimately how they're going to respond to it. You watch Pache play and these three games, you come away from these three games. What are you thinking about your new outfielder? I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of passion. There's a lot of fire there. He can certainly play center field. I mean, that, that was not, uh, that was not in question before. And we've seen him run down balls already in a big, big center field in Philadelphia. Um, and we've also seen him make some adjustments at the plate. I mean, obviously he did not, get a lot of opportunity in Atlanta because when he was up there, he didn't have success offensively. Um, but we saw him make a couple adjustments, hit a breaking ball down the left field line yesterday. So I look, he's, he's already, you know, made a lot of friends on this team by the way he plays, made a lot of fans out of these fans with his slide at home plate yesterday. And um, he's going to continue, I think, to go out there and excite people. When you look at potential, I don't compare him to anybody. That's not really fair. But just you traded for him. There's a reason why you traded for him. Just how good do you think he can be? Let's be fair. Uh, yeah, I always worry about making comps. I think I think Cots made the comment in spring that the only other center fielder he's seen play that shallow is Andrew Jones. Uh, and that's not fair to anyone, particularly <laughs> yeah. someone who came up through Atlanta's, Atlanta's system. Um, but no, look, he has a chance to be a, a, dy- a dynamic player. You know, runs, throws, um, you know, he hits when, when, you know, the times he's made contact, we've seen how well the ball comes off his bat. He can hit some homers. So I, I, I wouldn't put a name on it right now other than to say uh, there's a lot, lot of potential in there. You know, when, when working a roster throughout a season, I'll never forget I was on a flight, and I was reading this athletic article, and it was about Brian Cashman in 1998. You know, fresh on the job, truly has, you know, the best modern-day baseball team, most complete team we've ever seen, and he's calling Billy Bean, asking for help about metrics, and you're like, 
this guy wasn't even satisfied with having arguably the best team we've ever seen in modern day history. So just just take us through your job and when you're looking at a roster, how you're never going to be satisfied and you're always thinking about how to better the team, change the team. It's almost since we're getting out of the Masters, it's almost always like a golfer always tinkering with their swing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's what it's kind of what we, we love doing is, is putting puzzle pieces together. And part of the, you know, what was so frustrating about the lockout was we we just were not allowed to do our job we couldn't talk to other teams about players we couldn't talk about agents um you know we we spent so much of our time i say we our whole baseball operations group so much of our time is is spent discussing the roster and the players and the minor leagues and how we how we get better constantly um you know we claimed a player off of waivers this morning gabe klobisitz who we think is a major league reliever and on paper, it looks like a very minor thing, but those are, you know, those are the moves that end up, you know, finding guys who are key contributors, hopefully. So um, it is a constant tinkering for sure, and, and always looking to get better. And you know, all 40 roster spots on the on the big league roster, everywhere in the minor leagues, if you can find a guy who helps just a little bit, uh, it makes a big difference. You know, Mark Kotze obviously has been thinking about having this job for a long time. I know you guys have thought for a long time that he could be a big league manager and just the scenario came to where it worked out perfectly and you hired him to be your guy. But you always you always need someone that's there, you know, your right-hand man to say, hey, I got this idea, what do you think? We haven't talked a lot about this but just seeing him down at spring training, Brad Osmus, being a former catcher, being a former manager, having been through all of this for so long, just how important was it to pick the right guy for Mark Kotze to be able to talk to on a daily basis and, and, and run by some of these ideas? And even for you guys in the front office can run ideas by. For sure. Yeah, no, you you uh, you hit the nail on the head there. Brad is, is in the perfect guy, and, and he and Mark go back a long ways. They've known each other, living in San Diego, and, and, and you know, when Mark came in for his interview, you know, part of it was asking who would be on your staff, and, and Brad was in every conversation for him, and, and he has been great. We didn't we didn't really know him very well before this. We obviously interviewed him and talked to him uh, after Mark got to his job, and, and he's been great. He, he's got all those things you mentioned got the experience of managing and running a game he's got the experience of being a big league catcher for a long time and seeing the game from that angle and uh and he's been perfect for mark he's you know there's sort of yin and yang as far as their their personalities mark mark can be emotional and loud and brad's pretty even keeled and and kind of dry humor and it it's worked out great so far and let's just end on this, because continuity is a big thing with the A's. In the front office, with employees, it's just the way it is. You know, a lot of people have been around here for, for a long time. And even when you bring in new people, they're usually people you know very well. Just talk about the way you build your entire staff, whether it's the coaches, it's the front office, the people who work around the players in the front office, for God's sakes, Pam Pitts can tell you everything you need to know about this organization. Just everything around you needs to be continuity. Just talk about how you build the entire operation and how that means to you. It's true. Stability and loyalty are big around here and lead to lead to people being around for a long time and really caring about the A's and caring about their jobs. So, no, I mean, you see it, you see it on a big league team. You see it down in the minor leagues. 
uh, Keith Littman and Grady Fuson, and and it is important. I mean, we just we just played our first three games in uh, Oakland history without Steve Lucinich working in the clubhouse, so um, so that was a little strange. But it's you know it's it's nice to know you know know who you're working with, know what their expectations are of you, and vice versa. Um, yeah, it, it, it leads to a lot of great relationships and a lot of great working relationships around here. Great stuff as always. First one is in the books. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the rest of the week. And uh, we'll, next time we'll see you, we'll be for the very first homestand. Sounds good. I'll see you in person next week, Chris. Take care. All right. David Force, the general manager of the Oakland Athletics. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.